Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Slut with Morals. I'm your host, Ruby, and I am here today with a very good friend of mine, Lee. I hey, drove hey, hey. literally three hours the best, man. for this, and um, when I left Dallas, it was Amazing. actually snowing. Yes, <laughs> I felt, look, I... I I felt I felt uh, I felt like you were safe in God's hands, but thank you so much yes. for coming down here. I appreciate it. It's amazing, amazing to see you. I know, amazing. This we've known each other what two and a half years ish. Yeah, like you that. know, I'll tell you this, man. A lot of people like to say, like especially evangelical Christians and stuff, like talk to cry. Social media and its evils. I mean, the thing about social media, <laughs> like at the end of the day, is it's a neutral thing. Okay, it can be used for bad. It can be used for good. In this instance. You and I would have never met if it wasn't for social, social media. media. Yeah, never. Absolutely. Me, my wife and I would have never gotten together if it wasn't for Facebook. So, like, this is the thing: we're this is going out on a social media platform. Like, yeah. it's all about what you use this stuff for. This stuff's yes. all neutral, hundred yes. percent. All right, I'm gonna take a shot. Let you talk for a second, okay? Okay, guys. So we're actually I have been following Lee for a really long time. Um, I think we started following each other on a on a transformation platform and it was it was a uh, I was doing some some personal training at the time yes yeah and, and this is interesting and that okay shot sorry yeah anyway so uh yeah no this is how I know you is from sort of seeing your 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 move through sort of transforming being in being in a place being in a lower state let's say than you are today okay and when oh, I yeah. first encountered you you were selling t-shirts and I still have not today, Satan. My not today, Satan T-shirt. You're kidding. Yes, no, I have it. Amazing. I should have worn it today, damn it. No, but I don't want to be that guy. Like, did you ever have that outfit that like it was just that like you, you feel like that like your aunt gave you or something like that that you only had to wear when your aunt was sweaters? Around? Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. I the, there's the thing about that though is that everyone has had that experience. So that if you ever wear something that somebody gave you around them, they're gonna think, oh, the only reason they're wearing it is because you know. Oh, I'm around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't want to cheapen it. You know what I mean? But no. like, trust me, I love that shirt. And I that's the best <laughs> thing ever. And that's the best thing you can say every day when you wake up. You know, it's crazy. I've actually I've been looking for like a new um way to get shirts, but it's it's so hard to find like a good I don't know, website to be able to make them on. Um I feel like I just need to go up there and like tell them what I want because otherwise it's yeah. Forty dollars per shirt. Here, that I'm here's the thing. For. Even better. Listen, if you're a listener out there, cheers to you. Congratulations, you're about to get your life blessed. But here's the beauty of social media again. Maybe you can help Ruby. Maybe you are a t-shirt person or know somebody. Please. Maybe you're one person removed from somebody that can help her. Seriously, if we all did that more often, if we all knew of somebody's need. And just kind of stepped out and said, who do I know that might be able to help that person? Or, hey, maybe I can help that person, you know, then uh, then uh, we the world would be a better place. We're uh, want to welcome uh, our fearless, my, my law firms. Oh, by the way, I don't think anyone knows what I do. Or no, anything, so he is a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I'm an employment lawyer. I've been an employment lawyer for about 20 years now. In the Woodlands, In the Woodlands Texas, yes. which is close to Houston, Texas, about right. an hour. It's it's a it's like the Frisco of thank you Madison. Madison just walked in. She's our our beautiful uh, our beautiful legal administrator who basically runs our law firm. Anyway, but uh, yeah, no, I um, I basically do business divorces. So uh, you know, if a business falls apart, usually 
the, the somebody will come to me and everyone I deal with is, uh, comes to me in crisis. And so, you know, one of the things I, I really am probably more than anything else as a counselor, um, you know, as much as an attorney, but you know, I, this is a great segue. I'm a master of segues, by the way, you'll find this. Here's a segue back. Here's a segue back to, uh, back to where we met. Okay. T-shirts. So we're going to come all the way back to the transformation things. I used to do some, so back a few years ago, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I sort of went through a, a period where I had my own firm, I had my own practice. And I, I thought I wanted to do a personal training. Like I, I wasn't, you know, the law, I wasn't feel like I was helping people as much as I wanted to. And I, and I felt this great sense that I was going to live my life and, and kind of, and not do what I was put here to do. Okay. And, and so this, you know, I began to just live my life with a, you know, I, I don't want to sound like Rick Warren or like Joel Osteen, you know, this is my Bible or whatever, but I like began to live my life with a great sense of purpose. And, and one of those things, I guess, made me branch out into, you know, doing personal training and uh, cause I had gone through my own fitness transformation thing. And uh, yeah. And, and I think I had a, I had a little uh, weak fit coaching business. I trained a few folks and, I think that it was through that was how you and I met. And yeah. And so I've been really invested in your story and watching you. You are someone that never ceases to amaze me. Definitely somebody who has overcome a lot and quite frankly, still overcoming more so than is ever even evident from social media. But uh, yeah, no, I, and I want to say to everyone out there that, that uh, Ruby is literally one of the most amazing women you'll ever want to meet. And uh, is if is somebody that I will tell you if you get a chance to have any sort of relationship with, uh, it's well worth your while. Um, and I'm not talking romantic relationship, friendship, etc. Or interact with. Um, so, yes. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like when when people say that about me, I don't. I still find it confusing, and right. that's just because like that's who I am, and so when people see me doing good things or they see, you know, one time I remember I had just left the bar and I had so much food with me because I was so drunk that I was like, I can't eat all of this, you know? Right. And um, I saw this homeless woman and I said, Hey, are you hungry? And she looked at me with these big eyes and she was like, yes. And I just, you know, I just gave her my food. Like I'm right. honestly, I'm too fucked up to, to eat this. Like right. I'm not, you know, if I smell it, I'm going to throw up, you know? Right. So, um, and I kept walking and I was in downtown Dallas and I was just walking my drunk little self, uh, to my cousin's place. And cause she used to have a, a loft in downtown Dallas and, uh, this car stops me and I'm like, ah, stranger danger, you know, right. I'm fucked up. Right. For sure. And, um, and they said, Hey, can I pay you? And I was, uh, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not, I'm not a street walker and I was just drunk and they go, no, no, no. <clears> I saw what you did for that woman. Can I, you know, right. I guess like in a way, like pay it forward. Or sure, whatever. sure, sure. And yeah. I was like, nah, man, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm too right. fucked up to eat it. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, I probably right. should have, but, right. um, and so they said, God is going to bless you and this mm -hmm. and that. And I'm like, you know, like right. sometimes you do things out of the good of your heart. And also sometimes you just do it because, it just happens that mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. and people see you or, you know, do something good yeah. and they're like, Oh, I believe in humanity again. But it's just like, I just did it because right. that's just who I am, For you sure. know? For sure. And so, and I yeah. think that a lot of the times we are so used to be seeing people 
backstab each other or we're so used to seeing people hurt each other instead of helping each other that when people tell me that I'm a great person or something, I'm just like, well, here's, here's, here's the thing you fit. That's just who I am. The thing you fit on Ruby May is the fact that Ruby, I always might call you Ruby May. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. That's literally my name. Legally. the (laughs) The thing that you have hit on is legit. This problem. Okay. Is that kindness is not seen as the norm. Okay. Kindness is not the norm. We, we, we think that if you're kind, you are going above and beyond. And that, I think for people like you, for people like me, I think people like Madison, the kindness is just how to, who we are. Like it needs to come out of just, that's what, you know, Jesus said that you'll know a tree by its fruits. Okay. A good tree bears good fruit. Kind people are kind. They don't have to think about it. They just are. And, and I think that, you know, we're going to get back to this. We talked about this earlier, but how all of this comes back to some kind of the self. Yeah. You know, being being right with being right with yourself, having kind of your own house in order, right? Before you start getting out there and getting in relationships with anyone else. You know, like having all this, being a kind person, being a good, you know, I hate to use the word good. Good is not good is such a judgment term, you know. We we like to say like good, bad, whatever. But man, I will tell you this too. You we like to we like to call things good way too soon and call things bad way too soon because it's some of the some of the things in my life that turned out to be the best, I thought started off as the worst, right? Yeah. So those, I think, good, bad, I just not even good to use those terms, but like useful, you know, kind of suit your purposes, you know, that sort of thing. But in any event, I, um, yeah, man, become kind, be a kind person. Be, I'm a big proponent of just saying like, be love. Um, Cause here's, here's. I like that. Be love. Just be love. Be love. That's be love. Look, the, when we, here's the thing, the special Valentine's Day episode, remember? It don't is. Forget, it okay? is. Here's the story of St. Valentine. Okay. Yeah, I love him. Did you know that uh, St. Valentine, so this is, this is a liturgical holiday, right? So the church has its own um, Christmas, for example, it's a liturgical holiday. St. Patrick's Day is, uh, right? So these are all mem- commemoration days, all right? And um, St. Valentine was a martyr in roughly the fourth century. Uh, he, was a, he was a Roman. And uh, Valentinius. I love okay. history lessons. Yeah, yeah, here you go. And so the story is this. He was in he was in prison for being a Christian. This was when Christianity was uh, was being persecuted. And uh, which, by the way, like generally speaking, if you're a member of something that is persecuted by the world at large, you're probably doing the right thing. Yeah. Just FYI. Anyway. True. Um, in any event, uh, and he would he uh, this the daughter of the jailer uh, used to you know the guard would come visit him bring. You know, like they would bring, you know, they would bring their, maybe she'd bring her dad food or something like that. Anyway, she would come up and Valentinius and her started a, you know, kind of would talk and stuff like that. And um, he would pass her like notes. They would pass each other notes of encouragement and stuff like that. Okay. Like that is what legitimately that is, that is the story of St. Valentine. Okay. It's this, it's this, it's, it's this passing back and forth of encouragement. All right. That. That, wasn't, wasn't he also marrying couples? Because it was like a time when it was like really simultaneous and like. Um, he may have been. I don't know. I know the story he was about secretly the, marrying the couples. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He was secretly marrying couples, kind of like behind the Pope's back and all okay. this. Okay. And just um, because he, like you said, be love. Like right. he he loved love and right. he like wanted to see love flourish. Right. And so a lot of you know couples would come to him and he was secretly marrying them. Right. Um, so that they could be happy. Right. Right. And um, right. I'm gonna have to research it a little bit more. I think no, there is there is yeah. here's the deal. But here's the thing I want to say about love is that the, the problem we have in English is 
is that we have a very limited language, right? So if I say I love cheeseburgers and I say I love my wife, okay, those are clearly two qualitatively different things. Okay? Are they though? I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, no, to be fair. But like seriously, I can with bacon right? and avocado. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, to be, yeah. <laughs> so one of the limitations we have is language, and and I'll tell you what I like to look to Greek. Greek is great. Koine Greek is what the Bible was written in, right? In the Koine Greek, there are four words for love. All right, encompassing different aspects of love. It's multi, very multifaceted idea. And in, in the Bible, where it says, "For God so loved the world." Okay, so this is how this is how God loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son. Right. That word "love" there is agape. Okay, agape is not what we all consider love. Okay, well, it is, but it's that more that kindness. Okay, that it's that it is it is this. It is saying that I see a homeless person right there, and I see that person as a human being that is worthy of my love, worthy of my help. I care for their good, even, even, even above and beyond my own. I may even, I may even lay down my life for that person. Like if, if push came to shove, like that is agape. It is work. It is service. It is bearing one another's burdens. Okay. That is the kind of love that you can be on a daily basis. You and I talked a while back and I did my best to sit there and, and, you know, I wanted to bear your burdens for you. I wanted to be a safe place for you, a safe place for you Anywhere. to, to open up, you know, and to, to really feel like you, you know, somebody loved you, somebody cared about you. And, and man, we can all do that for one another. You don't have to know someone. You don't have to like smile at someone. When you go, when you go into a, try this. Okay. The next time you go to the grocery store, you go anywhere. Just look the cashier straight in the eye, look him in the eyes and tell him, I hope something really good happens for you today and just smile at him and walk away. No one ever does that, man. And that you probably made that person's day. Even just smiling at people is so, Oh man, you know what I mean? Or paying them a compliment. A lot of the times you can't pay anyone a compliment because they think you're hit, you're hitting on them or you're being creepy or whatever. But I could look at you and be like, you look good today. Yes, exactly. You know, and that for the rest of the day, you'll be like, Yep, hey. exactly. Well, good today. Well, yeah. and that is a boy, we can talk about that, but that is, that's the struggle of that. You're know, just the male, the male, female dynamic, you know, that the male, female relationship yeah. dynamic, just that, that men, and I don't know that women do it as much, but I think men tend to automatically sexualize any, any male, female interaction where they were remotely like, where it's not like your mom God, or it's not like your whatever. You know, sometimes you just want to compliment someone. But like I said, that's why a lot of us, we keep our fucking mouths well, shut because it's just like, yes, if, if you say anything, it could, it could be taken mm-hmm. to the extraordinary, you know, and, and then like it blows in, into something else. And mm-hmm. the next thing you know, you got a fucking stalker and, you know, you're having to move and right. you know what I mean? So, no. I yeah. mean, and that's actually happened to me, right? you know, so. Right. Ugh. Boy, and I'll tell you this though, too, like that, that, that's on who, I mean, that's on the guy though. And I, I told you this, I, I told you what I, what I tell you, like when we were earlier, I said, guys are like, they have zero, they don't know. Generally speaking, generally speaking, guys do not know how to be around women. All right. They just don't know how to be around them. Okay. And you know what I'm saying by that? Like, like it's, it's that je ne sais quoi. I don't even know like how to be around you. Like, I, I don't know how to pick up a vibe from you. I don't know how to vibe on you. I don't know how to be cool around you. I'm going to turn into a, a fucking 12 year old boy and think you have, you know, cooties or something like that. All right. Probably do. Or be intimidated or whatever. Like a lot of men are, are a lot of men are, are intimidated by women and, and refuse to admit it. Okay. 
And, and so they're going to act differently around them or what have you. And it goes with this not being able to just pick up on vibes, not being able to, to, to understand, I say understand women, but really try to understand them. Okay. That's the thing. I think that a lot of, you know, guys might pay a lot of lip service to, I'll listen to you or whatever, but are you really trying to understand? Because the, the female brain does tend to work differently than the male brain on a lot of things, but boy, you're doing the females in your life a disservice if you don't give them your attention enough to try to understand the way they think and, and be appreciative of that. They're going to do things differently than the way you do. And that's a good thing. It doesn't, you don't want everyone thinking like, like you do because you're generally speaking an asshole. So, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, like it's just, it's, it's a matter of like, instead of me looking at you as you are someone that I need to get something from, namely sex. Okay. I have to get it from you. All right. It's up to me to get you to give me that. All right. As opposed to me saying, Ruby, I love you. And I care about you as a person. And I want to get to know you. And I want to know what makes you tick. And I want to know how I can help you or whatever. Right. Yeah. Those are two. I'm approaching that in two totally different ways. Oh, no. Yeah. My panties just dropped like a tiny bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. You know, you get it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. And, and um, so <laughs> going back to what we were talking about before, where you said you believe that if, if a man and a woman are in a relationship and he knows that she is financially dependent on Oh, him. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I – and I was like, oh, did you yeah. read my post on Facebook? Yeah. And we were like, no, I didn't. Yeah. So you and, mean to say what we were saying, what we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so no, the, the situation comes up is this, is that you've got a male and a – you've got a male and a female, whatever. It doesn't matter. Two people in a uh, in a relationship where, where one is financially dependent upon the other, okay? And this is a, a relationship that – uh, is, is committed. It doesn't have to be a marriage, but it, it can be a, it can be a committed relationship in any event. It is committed to the point where one partner has made themselves vulnerable enough to say, look, I will, I will not work. I will not do whatever to earn money. Um, and I will, um, you know, generally speaking, right. The way these arrangements work is, is it the, the, the person who is making the money is getting a, is getting a benefit for that person not having to work. Okay. Whether it's, they're able to stay at home and do the, the laundry or they're able to, to, to take care of the kids or whatever. And I'm not putting gender roles on any of this. I'm just saying in that dynamic, there is a, there is a, there is a, a thing being given in that relationship. So it's not a completely one-sided relationship. Okay. If you're a guy and I'm, I'm going to speak for men here. And, and I think that, you know, women, whether you want to say it's a masculine thing, a feminine thing, I don't really care. I think it's a, response, a good human being responsibility thing is that if you're in a romantic or a relationship where somebody has become financially de dependent upon you and you've, you've allowed that and likely received the benefit of that, you owe it to them. If that relationship gets broken off, I don't care if you're married or whatever, you need to, you need to continue to support them until they can get back on their feet. Okay. Cause you put them in a vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable spot. And you've allowed that to happen for the better of your relationship, generally speaking. Okay. Or for whatever reason, like you just, you absolutely cannot walk away from that person and leave them or worse yet, worse yet, make that person feel like they have to stay in a shitty ass relationship because they're financially dependent upon you. Okay. You've put that person in that position. I get it. They've agreed in that, to be in that position too. And you can be an asshole. You can be an asshole. You can be an asshole. And a lot of people out there will say you're well within your right to do it. Fuck that bitch. You know, she shouldn't have done X, Y, Z, whatever. 
She should have looked out for herself or whatever. But I'm telling you, men don't do that shit. That's a boy thing to do. It's bullshit. All right. Listen, you let that person, you reap the, I guarantee you, you reap the benefits of that. You reap the fight, whether you got extra blowjobs or what, I don't care. You did. So you better be willing to pay for it on the back end. That's all I'm yeah. saying. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and, and, and I think there's anything wrong with that. I feel like a lot of men right now are being like, ah, fuck this guy. No, but, but no, here whatever. is. So the you other do day. You want. Yeah. I'll judge the fuck out of you for it, though, but the, I don't care. The other day, I was, I was remembering back to like my married days and I gagged and <laughs> not even have a gag reflex. Okay. I heard that. Um, so, anyway, this is the post that I put on Facebook. I said, Your wife gags when she blows you. Cause you gross her out. It's not your size. She just can't believe she has to do a man that doesn't help clean, do laundry, wash the dishes, help with the kids and your underwear still gets skid marks. Even though she works over 40 hours a week for the rest of her life. It's sickening. Yeah. And everybody, no. like all of the men that were commenting were like, Oh, well then she needs to get herself a fucking job. Oh, then this right. and that. And I remember, and I even argued with my friend Tyler. I'm like, Tyler, like, this is not one of those things that, you know, we're, we're going to argue about because he, he said, well, fuck her. If I'm, if I'm bringing home the money, then she needs to get off her ass and she needs to clean. And I'm like, it is still a partnership. Mm -hmm. These are still your children, whether or not you make all the money when you get home, she needs a break. And that doesn't mean she goes to the to the grocery store for two hours without the children. That's not a break. Yeah. She is still doing something for the home. Mm -hmm. Just because she goes out and she's fucking what? Picking up the children from daycare and she has 15 minutes to herself or she's picking up the kids from right. whatever, you know, she right. probably although the kids were at daycare, she was probably still cleaning all day at home. To make sure that when you got home, mm -hmm. everything was perfect. To make sure that dinner's on the table for you when it's ready. And yet, she doesn't even get a thank you. Because mm -hmm. apparently that's her job. Maybe that is her job. You're not paying her for it. You're just paying right. the bills. Right, right. And, I mean, you know, the thing is, too, is that, I mean, being a kind person and doing the right thing is being appreciative and grateful of the things you've been given. Because here's the thing, is it as soon as you're not, this is the thing that happens in relationships all the time. Boy, you stop being grateful for the things that your partner's doing for you, and those things will get taken away from you pretty quickly. And um, blowjobs, you know. Well, you know, I'm just saying, like, there is nothing, <laughs> there is nothing better than having sex with somebody out of a place of gratitude for one another. Absolutely. Like, right? Yeah. So, like, have gratitude for your partner. Tell them thank you. Build Appreciate them up, man. Them, absolutely. Yes, be into be, be into that. I always like to say this. Like, I love to see husbands and wives that are into one another. I'm talking about the thinking they're sexy. They love to fuck, you know, stuff like that. Like they're just into one another. That just like really excites me because like that, that shows me that that marriage works, right? Like those are, those are cool because you got two people that found one another because, right? Like how many, it doesn't even matter. Oh my God. Why are. do we have to, why do we have, this is the thing that, that I got with my, with Sarah, His my wife. wife, my wife, Sarah. Yes. There's, there's, it's Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Oh my God. My friend, Sarah. I know Sarah. Oh my God. I can't believe Sarah did. <laughs> Sarah. Oh no. Which Sarah is this? Oh my, my wife. So this is my wife, Sarah. Right. So, you know, in any event, it's like, I realized like that whenever I got married to her, like marriages can be pretty badass. Like in, in all of these like 
stereotypes that guys have about marriage, like, oh, dude, uh, you better, you know, you fucking same girl for the rest of your life. You better, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna hate it. Basically, guys are trained to go into a marriage hating the idea of marriage. You do realize this, okay? This is why women have to beg to get married. Exactly, because guys are told because everyone goes into it's so fucking weird to me that we all go like, like I did this with my first with wife 1.0, hundred percent, man. Went into that thing thinking, well, I told you about this. Like, well, I guess you're supposed to be tough, man. You know, these, you know, it's like, I had my fun. I literally remember saying that. You were like, I was a whore. PSA, stop right now. I'm stopping everyone right now. If you ever think about walking down the aisle and in the back of your mind is, well, I've had my fun. Don't do it. Don't. Don't fucking do it. Don't do it. Because, whoo. That is not the right way to approach a relationship. Let me tell you, 13 years later, and I'm a better better man for it, but why do we think that's okay? I was together with my ex-husband for almost 12 years. I mean, in the dating, I mean, we got together when I was 14, married at 18. And I remember the day before I got married, I went, and even like when he proposed, and I say that in quotation marks, it was more like a business proposal because it was like, well, we have a child now and we live together. What's next? And we looked at each other and we were like, we were 18 years old, right. you know, and we're like, right. do we get married now? And it was like with a shrug. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, I guess. And I said, it's a great. So okay. every great love story is written, by the way, everyone and listening with a shrug. With a shrug. And every great love, hold on. Every great love story is written with a shrug. Totally. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Do it. But do it. <laughs> in cursive. And, um, and I just, and I remember thinking the day before, like I went back to that moment where we were sitting in our front patio, you know, and, and I just went, that's not the way it should be. Like, that's not right. how it should be. You know, doesn't have to be that it, way. it doesn't have to be that way. And then seven and a half years later, we are literally at each other's throats every day. We hate each other. We don't want to talk to each other. I remember looking at him from across the table one day, I'm five months pregnant with my youngest daughter. And I went, I really hate this dude. And then yeah. I went, maybe that's the hormones. Like, I don't think that it's that. And then I gave birth to her. And then still five months later, again, I'm holding yeah. her. And I'm like, no, I really hate this motherfucker. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I want to see him alive. But thankfully, he's alive. My, my daughters have their father. Right. Uh, but still, it was just like, imagine what I could have avoided. For I mean, sure. obviously, I wouldn't have Emmy, my, my youngest. Right. But imagine all of the hurt, all of the pain that we caused each other. Right all of the tears, all of the heartache and the separation. And you know what I mean? Right. Like, like my daughter's going through this as well. Like they could have avoided all of this as well. Had I said, let's just live together right now and see how that goes. Yep. You know what I mean? Like okay. and the thing too, is that we were together since, like I said, we were really young when we got together, but it, I still could have avoided a lot of pain and a lot of hurt had no dude so here's here's the thing i gotta find this hold on i saw this yesterday sent to me by a a very dear friend um but it said yeah you can't rush something you want to last forever all right and that's bruh you hit it on the head 100 100 we rush into these things and we're like it's the next right thing to do right and a lot of it was also the the religious aspect yeah both our sides of the family my mother I was raised evangelist. He mm-hmm. was raised extremely gonna Catholic. Make, he's going to make an honest woman out of you. That's what it's all about. Right? At the end of the day, yeah. right. I wish he would not have. Right, right. I wish I You're was a wanton wh- harlot. Right, right. 
I am now, right. but back then exactly. he should have just left right. me alone. Right. Honestly. No, I mean, it, it is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. These relationships we get into knowing better. We know better when we get into them. And it's so crazy too, because even at a young age, like I knew better. Yeah. I knew that even when you're 18, love. you're like, hold on, that's something right to me. It just wasn't love yeah. anymore. You right. know, it, there was no infatuation. Like when, when we were kids, there was no, um, you steal my breath away anymore because even during the small moments of our relationship before we got married, there was so much hurt already mm -hmm. developing, yeah. you know, like I should have, and I saw it and I still went for my children or so, for my child, okay. you know? Yes. Yeah, so I want to, I want to, I want to say this right now for, for one, for, I want everyone to hear this. Okay. Cause I currently have a marriage that, that I did not think of, did not, I did not think marriages like this existed. I had seen them in like romantic comedies and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but I didn't know they actually like, Oh, that's bullshit. Cause it's a movie. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But legit, <laughs> like, man, these things should be easy. They should feel good. They should feel positive. They should feel good. They should not be causing you anguish. They should not be causing you heartache. They should not be done because it's the right thing to do. They should not be done because you don't want to be alone. They should not be done because you don't want to be alone. They should not be done because you don't want to be alone. There you go. And really, seriously, they should be done because it's right. And you will know when it's right. And my suggestion is to you, meet as many people as you can. All right? Seriously. I have. Like, just meet them. You don't have to date them. Meet them. You will know immediately. Them? You know? Hey, test drive. However you want to test yes, drive. Yes. Think okay? It's an interview. Interview them. However you want to do it. However, <laughs> whatever you're comfortable with. But know, but know that if you're fighting, if you feel like, oh my God, if you're like, if you're feeling like, I wonder if he's talking to other women, like at, at the next, okay, sorry. Yeah. If you feel like he's talking to other women, like, you know, um, immediately, or you like, you're worried about that. If you're, what's that something you're worried about? Like if you feel gross, if you feel whatever, then that's a sign that's like literally your your body tells you things. Be in tune to the universe. Be in tune to yourself, man. Let my my. Essentially, if you're having a good time with someone and you think that they're talking to other people or they're messing around or you feel like you have to go through their phone, yes, go ahead and drop it. Yes. Okay. There we go. Pop up there. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're already there. Yeah, okay. we're already there. I thought we didn't know we were recording. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, I love it. Yeah, I'm no, for sure, man. Listen to this. Okay, so here's the thing. I want to. I want to get everyone. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. All right, I want to. I look, Madison. Madison is my. I kind of love Madison and Dash. One of my favorite people in the world, and she's here listening. She knows. She's heard me talk. I like to hear myself talk. I'm a lawyer. What can I say? But I, I tend to. I'm going to back up a little bit here, and um, yeah, no. Um, with respect to, uh, you know, if if it's if you're if you're doing things, here's a pro tip. All right. Don't ever, ever say again, that motherfucker pisses me off. Okay. You say, I let myself get angry when this occurs. Okay. Now, what you've done in that situation is you have made yourself the actor. Number one, not the one acted upon. So you've taken ownership. All right. That's important. Now, once you've done that and you realize that all right, this motherfucker is going to do whatever they're going to do. And I'm going to let them that I'm going to get as pissed off as I'm, I'm going to let myself. Okay. Then you need to look at it and you need to say like, like how, like, does this person trigger me? We haven't even talked about triggers yet. Oh my goodness, man. If the person triggers you on the reg, so run, 
Like, do not be with someone who triggers you on the reg. Okay, we'll talk about triggers in a second. But like, the whole point is this: is it? I, I hate to say like if if they force you to look through their phone, but if the only way that you can feel safe in a relationship is by looking through their phone, that you do not need to be in that relationship. That is like. You might need to get out of the relationship if sort of Jeff Foxworthy thing. You know, I remember like, seriously, if you're looking through, here's your sign. Exactly. You are looking through this person's phone to make yourself feel safe. Get out of the relationship. Do And not only this, you're not only doing yourself a favor, doing the other person a favor. Because that is, I don't care, man. If my wife rolls in, I love my wife, okay? And, And we have a good relationship and if she rolls tough and just grabs my phone and starts going through it, I don't have anything to hide. I'm just like, bro, like, what's up? Like, you don't trust me? I mean, seriously, like, it's a kick in the nuts for me, yeah. right? Like, so it, it doesn't help the other person. Like, it's just not healthy. It's not healthy. There are things we do in relationships that are not healthy. If you are throwing things, if you are like, Fucking going days without eating. If you feel like you want to kill yourself ever because of the relationship, like legit, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Because here's the thing too. Fucking definitely don't bring kids into that situation. Please. Please don't. No, just go away and say, look, not everyone's cut out for everyone else. It's not a competition. It's not a whose fault. Okay. Because that person can go on and have a relationship with someone else and be just fine. It's, it's, now, some people are chronically bad in relationships. We can talk about that. But not everyone is 100% compatible. And if, you know, if, if you're really, I think that I think there is a myth. I think it's a myth that is perpetuating a lot of pain in this world, which is that relationships have to be hard. That relationships have to be that like, man, it's just everyone struggles. You know, you got to you just got to work through that marriage. I hear that so much in the church. It's like, you know, brother. It's just that's our crosses to bear. Our relationships with our our, our spouses are like our crosses to bear, and it's like that's what that's sort of the attitude I went into my marriage, my first marriage with was that that like no, that that was the end of fun. Marriage equals the end of fun. A long term relationship equals the end of fun. The fact of the matter is, you find the right person, it's the beginning of the rest of your life. I mean, honestly. And so I want to I want to interrupt here, but yeah. but the whole a really huge part of the reason that I wanted Lee on my podcast is because I have, I've had single men on this podcast. I've had divorced men on this podcast talking about the trauma that they went through in their past relationships, um, the trauma that they're facing now, trying to even be able to see their children, et cetera. And Lee, you actually, you have a lot of uh, experience with that as well. For sure. But I feel like you are the first person I have, the first man man Mm -hmm. I've met that is actually happy in their marriage, their second marriage, you know, and, and you, first and foremost, like you said, you said you, you and your wife healed together, you know, you grew and you healed together, which is, which is a beautiful thing. Right now. I, from my marriage, I've taken literally a two and a half year, Mm -hmm. um, Hey, it is from a relationship. Right. Do I have sex? Yes. Do I date? Yes. Do men sometimes end up on my podcast, even though I really wish that they didn't? Absolutely. Um, do it's like the walk of shame. Really it's the up. Ruby, the Ruby version of the walk of shame. It's kind of fucked hey up. Hey guys, uh, Ruby and I fucked last night. So she let me on her podcast. Hi. Uh, <laughs> or sometimes we have sex during. Yeah. Or in increments. Anyway. Um, in between the 30 minute breaks. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck. <laughs> See, I, 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 
God damn it. See, no one can see Ruby right now, but she's, she's, she, I just figured out her, I read her mind literally. And she's, totally. And she's like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. <clears throat> Compose. Thank you. All right. Uh, and scene. And scene. Um, but the thing is, is that I, I haven't allowed myself to get into a relationship deep enough to where I'm thinking about a future with right. this person. And that's just because I am still working on myself. For I am sure. still, you know, financially, I don't feel like I'm ready yet. I right. don't want to be the woman that goes into a relationship and she's full of debt. She's not driving the car that she wants. She doesn't right. have the career that she wants yet. She's still, I'm working right. on myself so much because right. I feel like I don't have anything to offer yet. Okay. You know what I mean? I right. don't want to bring nothing Gold, but golden, another golden, man's kids into, oral. huh? Golden oral. Uh, golden oral, yes. yes. Uh, I mean, that's, that a, covers a, a supreme meme collection. That, co that's, that covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> yes, remember? absolutely. You're good. It's, yeah. a, it's a whole. I want to remind you of your talents. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, not that I know personally, but get your minds out of the gutter, okay? We did not have sex in the 30 minute no, break. Sarah, we did not. Uh, medicine was here yeah. as a witness. Um, no, but all jokes aside, yeah. I, I, I still I feel, feel like yeah. I'm working still so much on myself that I don't want to let someone come in and distract me yep. from that personal growth, you know? Man, can I roll in and slow clap you yeah, right now? Thank you. Ladies, ladies. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, are you listening? No man is going to fix you. No man, no relationship is going to get you to where you need to be in life. Period. End of sentence. No tampon. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> not going to happen. Facts, no printer. Nope. Nope. If you're not where you need to be, it's not that that guy is going to get you to the mountaintop. All right? He made me snort. Legit. 100%. Like, that is... God's the honest truth. And, and, and what's going to happen is, is that you, all right. So Ruby, Ruby has now gone into a laughing fit. I just want to, cause we're not on video, right? So, and, and so no one really knows. I, I want to make sure that I'm dialoguing all of this. Oh my God. What's going on. Okay. So there's snot pouring down her face. Everyone, her, she has her makeup is just pouring down. Oh and, shit. Anyway, it's not, no, nothing like that. <sighs> But in the event, no, 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 no. Get yourself right. It's like a ship. It's like a, it's like a fleet. If you think about this, like a fleet of ships. All right. And if you got some of the ships are like going fucking sideways because their shit's not working right. Right. They're going to bump into one another and stuff. Or a hurricane. Or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Get your, get your ship right, man. Get yourself right. Because I'm going to tell you a deal. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you ever go into a relationship thinking that you need this man, you're done, hon. Or this woman. Or this woman. You're done, hon. You're done. Because that's by definition a codependent relationship. Okay, you're just congratulations, ding 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 ding. You're in a codependent relationship. No, 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 no. You do not ever need this person. This person does not complete you. Sorry, Jerry Maguire. They are, they 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 are a, a sort of a, they are an addition to your life. They are part. They are they are someone that you are sharing space with. You are making space in your life for them, and you are sharing space together willingly. Each of you is free to come and go. And you know that you're staying with one another because you want to be with one another, not because you're financially dependent on one another or because you have some fucked up codependency. That. It's because you want to be with one another. And when you know that the other person is with you because they want to be with you. Church hands. Church hands. <laughs> Praise yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You have reached nirvana. 
their nirvana of relationships really. And, and, and that is, boy, that's, that takes it to a whole nother level. We are in people out there, examine your relationships and look for the codependencies. They're there. Trust me. If you feel like you wouldn't be able to live, if this person left you get, I would say get out of that relationship, but get your mind fucking right. Seriously. Like you need to look to and look for me personally. It comes from me. I say, look, I got nothing in this world, but God, I could be forsaken by everything else in this world, but I got God. However you want to look at it, but you need to be secure in yourself. Be secure in yourself because here's going to, here's the thing. The thing that's going to make a woman the sexiest possible boy, a woman that can basically take or leave you. All right. I don't need a man. I want a man. Oh, yes. Yes. Do your panties drop just now? My, my <laughs> boxer briefs, my boxer briefs are sliding down your my panties. calves. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, like that is the sexiest thing in the world. A confident woman who is sure of herself, who is exactly like what Ruby was saying was like, look, I want to be able to come into a relationship and offer something. I want to have something to offer in a relationship. I don't want to just take, or I don't want to, you know, whatever. And I don't want to, and I don't want to be with the thing that I offer be just sex. Cause this is a thing. And I'm going to tell you this women, <laughs> women, here's the thing. Golden oral is god bless you women that have it thank you have that ability and hashtag and and i think that you all should really go out and be like apostles to the to the <laughs> right? rest of the world but I try but i know you should but but okay. barring that barring that like for sure i mean guys that got i think that if you're in a relationship with a woman and the only thing you feel like you're getting from it like the you know, we all have like, what, what does this person have to offer? You know, that sort of thing. And I always hate examining relationships that way. But the fact of the matter is, is that that's, that's, the, that's the way the world works. And, and that's the way we have to be because we don't have unlimited resources, right? right. We have and to get things back. That's what we were back. talking right. about earlier as well, is that a lot of these relationships are, are tit for tat or quick pro quo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what can you give me if I give you this? Exactly. Or, you know, I did this for you. So what are you going to do for me now? Yeah. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of relationships are working these days. For you sure. Know? Um, a lot of the times, unfortunately, it's social media clout. So I'm going to tell you this. I, I, I'll tell you my my sort of male manifesto for relationships is this. I call myself in my relationship, like I'm the trash man. All right. And, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like this. I'm the trash man at work, too. Like no one needs to. No one should eat more shit than me. OK, there's nobody in my work, nobody in my household that should eat more shit than I have to eat. If I have to eat shit so that my wife. And my my kids don't have to eat shit. I'm eating shit sandwiches all day. All right. I'm getting kicked in the nuts all day so that they don't have to deal with it. That's what I can do as a man. All right. That's my masculinity. All right. I can serve them. I'm not here to be served. I'm here to serve. And because I'm able to, okay, because I, I feel able to and and I gladly take on that role and that brings me a lot of joy. And so in my relationship, I I am hundred percent like unconditional. I can be treated like shit and I will still give you all of the same things that all the same love, everything you deserve, everything you're worthy of for the, by virtue of being my wife. Okay. There are certain things I owe you. All right. And so, and that's not dependent upon the way you treat me. Okay. And um, once you have that attitude towards your spouse, that sort of one-sidedness, that sort of like each shit, I will, will, I will willingly eat shit for you sort of thing. Beautiful things happen. And, and you're, you're able to kind of almost rise above the relationship and, and sort of like, it, it's a very transcendent thing, all right, is my point, because you're not relying on that other person to sort of like complete you or anything like that. You know, you're you're there to help. You're there to add value, you know, that, that sort of thing. And the value you get in return is pure gift, right? It's not, 
you know the difference between wage and gift wages and gift right if i am giving it's a quid pro quo that's wage that's like you're giving me a service you're getting something in return if i gladly do something for you even though i'm not going to get anything in return that's a gift and the most beautiful things in the world are gifts all right and and that's the thing in a marriage or in any relationship where either one of you is free to leave at any time and you know you can and you'll be just fine everything is a gift in that relationship nothing is a way nothing is like a, i need this from you you need this from me sort of thing it's all a gift right so that's a very very beautiful thing now now the next level above that is sort of your what i would call your yin yang kind of balance out things where each one of you has something that the other one kind of like i call it the uh like the reese's uh the reese's peanut butter cup deal where you've got chocolate i've got peanut butter you get some of your chocolate and my peanut butter i get my peanut butter and your chocolate and we become a reese's peanut butter cup okay Pretty fucking bold of you to ask me for a cup when there's only two in this package buddy i know i know i know <laughs> i know i know sorry god damn it it's the second time you've made me snore <laughs> so i just want to i want to i want to go ahead and, and say for the record that uh ruby's snorting she's snorting Sorry. again at 15, at, let the record show, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the jury that at 14 minutes and 58 seconds into the record, uh, Mrs. May <laughs> snorted loudly. She snorted loudly, Your Honor. I heard her. Did you see Ruby? She's snorting loudly, Your Honor. Please, please tell the witness to quit snorting. I can't. Okay. Okay. I'm doing, I'm going to do my best, but it's deeper. Anyway. So two girls, one cup. What were we talking about? Oh God! Two girls, one cup of coffee. Two yeah. girls, one cup of vodka. I love it. Two girls, one cup of cocaine. Ah, and in, in, in seventy-two hours later, mix that in with your chocolate milk, and you know it's like the Stevie Ray Vaughan legendarily took a sh took it like poured an eight ball of coke into a shot glass and it's took a shot of whiskey with cocaine. it. Not if you're gonna ingest it. True. Yeah, it's a big it's waste. Right. It's like you might as well wipe your ass with the money too. You might as well. You might as well. If you're gonna do that, you might as well take hundred dollar bills and wipe your ass with the shit that comes out. I after. love jokes about blow. Like, I mean, jokes about blowjobs kind of get old, but yeah. jokes no. about blow like continue. No, this is the thing because people are shocked by who actually does cocaine. They they don't. Uh, they're like everybody. Whatever. This is the thing. When somebody makes a joke about blow, you're like, that motherfucker does cocaine. Holy shit. That's cool. Okay. Like, that's the first thing you think. Because everybody does weed. Well, exactly. And so now, do you understand that yeah. cocaine is like the weed of how it used to be? <laughs> like, so now now it's like if you do cocaine, it's like, oh, oh, motherfucker. Speaking of which, sorry. I'm going to do a keep up in the bathroom. You coming or what? Um, no, 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 no. It's not that at all. I just need to. <laughs> She's uh, like, I'll come. No, look, look. I'm I just, love you. I like you. I'm just making. Like, listen, here's the deal. I'm a lawyer. I'm an upstanding citizen. And, sure. you know, all. I've got, <clears throat> I've got people I got to see. That's all I got to say. I'm just taking texts. So yeah. in any event, um, so, uh, yeah, so, so back that we were talking about, so now that the cocaine is basically the cool kids drug these yeah. days. So like, yeah. So to jokes about cocaine are super funny. We're talking about blow, blow, see Ray Vaughn shots, blow. We're back to you. You were snorting. I was Ladies and gentlemen, not she was cocaine, snorting. Just laughter. Man, everyone just fast forward through that part of your podcast. Can you Thank mark you. that? Like, and tell everyone to just fast forward. For yeah, me. just fast forward. Yeah. Until now? Yeah, okay, good. Stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. Okay, good. <laughs> like we were talking about. No, so let's write the ships, people. Let's let's not. I, I asked my wife this the other day. I said, why do most people get in relationships? Madison, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, no. Why do, why do you think 
Like, why would you want to get into a relationship? Well, first and foremost, Madison, are you single? I am single. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. So <laughs> Very let me, let me go ahead and I want to, Madison is I want to introduce Madison. <laughs> okay. So this ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a real treat. Okay. So this is Madison hubs. She's from Montgomery, Texas. She, uh, she has, a, she has a law and degree. Her blood type and her, her address <laughs> right. on her as well. Yes. And her social security number is uh, four. No, <laughs> yes. <never mind>. no <laughs> seriously. One. Madison, one. Mad, Madison, how old are you? 32? 30? No. 30, 30. 29. You're about to turn 30. I made the 3 yet. Okay, yeah. you're 29, 29 year. years old. This is the thing. Man, yeah. Madison is amazing. She she and I have been working together real closely for probably three months now. And holy smokes, like I I I love I, I I'm telling you I have a gift. I can see greatness in people and I see so much greatness in her. Anyway, do yourselves a favor, check out at on uh Anyway, that was insert insert social media here. And and I will. I'll tag you. Yeah. In, in yeah. So anyway, Instagram. no, but seriously, Madison is one of my, like I said, one of my favorite people in the world. And she has a lot of hot opinions on these things. So the question was, why do people get into relationships? Yes. I mean, I see a lot of it with codependency, not willing to be alone. Um, I was over here shaking my head. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Uh, when he was saying, don't get into a relationship or don't get married because you don't want to be alone. Yeah. And I just want to say that I'm fully on your page where you work on yourself before you join with someone else. For it sure. should be a, a team. Uh, mm -hmm. not just a, you're not completing a heart, you're joining hearts kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, and I have to give my mom's story really fast. So Please. my mom, uh, divorced my father when I was three years old. Well, they separated when I was three, got divorced when I was five. And then my mom was single for 12 years after that. Like my mom did not remarry until I was 17 years old. Okay. And so she's older. She's, uh, she's going to be 62 this year. And I remember one question I had for her, you know, because they're they roast each other like there is no tomorrow. Um, yeah. My mom broke something, and my stepdad said something like, "You broke it." She's like, "I'll fix it. I'll fix it." And he's like, "Woman, you can barely fix a cup of coffee," you know. <laughs> and my brother and I and my sister in law, we all just kind of looked at each other and we were doing our damnedest not to laugh right and we busted out laughing anyway yeah. because it's so true you right. know and so later on i remember asking my mom you know i'm like mom how do you guys have such a great relationship you know you right. guys have been married for 11 years now i'm going to be 28 this year and she said you know a lot of it was companionship we built our relationship on friendship right and these motherfuckers only knew each other like seven months before they decided hey you know what Let's just do it. Let's get married. Right. And it's so crazy, too, because we have these these engagements where they last two, three, four years. And even then, your relationship does not last the seven year mark of, you know, you get the seven year itch and then you're done, you know. But you they got married on a whim and almost 12 years later, you know, they're hilariously happy mm -hmm. you know they roast each other all the time they argue like cats and dogs they're i mean but at the end of the day they cuddle they're on the couch watching tv together they laugh all the time and you see it and you go whoa she waited because mm -hmm. my mother was still so irrevocably in mm -hmm. love with my 
biological father may rest in peace mm-hmm. um but he you know she was just like so in love with him we waited years for him mm-hmm. he came back into my life and then he when i was 15 died six months later mm-hmm. so it was like i lost my father twice you wow. know okay. so a lot of people when i tell that story they're like huh daddy issues and i'm like and mama issues like you would not believe you know but um i'm a great catch uh my ad is ruby may 1993 anyway um but dot <laughs> com um, but it's still just so amazing, you know, yeah. but, but her heart, she, all this time, she did not work on, on loving herself or right. getting over mm-hmm. what had happened in her marriage right. because she was still so in love with my, my, mm-hmm. I want to call him my ex-father, but he's not my ex-father, right, 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 right. you know, it's just weird because, bio you dad. know, my, my bio dad. Yeah. yeah. And instead of taking all of this time to like work on herself, yeah. all she kept doing was, He's going to see that I'm putting in all of this work and he's going to love me. He's going to see that I'm doing all of this work by myself mm-hmm. with his two children and he's going to love me again, you know, which mm-hmm. it breaks. It broke my heart for her. Mm-hmm. And I was the one at 15 years old. I remember when she told me your dad wants to get back together. But at this point, my father was already dying, you know, and I remember looking at her and I said, mom, and I was 15 years old. And mm-hmm. I think that this is why my wisdom kind of like took her by surprise but I said, you're going to get rid of a man that loves you to death, that makes you laugh every day of your life, you know, that you've met him, that you've been together. You want to get rid of that for someone that's going to leave you, that's going to leave dead here in a few months, and you're going to be alone and unhappy again. Mm-hmm. I said, how are you? I said, that's no role model for no. me. No. You know? Right. And I said, and and this man pays your bills. This man doesn't want you to work. This man wants you happy, you know? And he was willing. My stepdad was willing to let my mother go if that's what she really wanted. Man. My stepdad was willing because that was love wow. right there, you know? Yeah. He said, if this is what you want, this <sighs> is where we'll end, you know? Man. So- and, I, and I looked at her and I said, you really want the rest of your life alone? And... At the end of the day, you're not going to have anyone to laugh with mm-hmm. because my brother and I will be out of the house soon. We'll have our own children. We'll be away. Right. You know, so that kind of caused yeah. her to really examine her life and examine everything that she had gone through and in, in the stakes, in the hopes of my dad to take notice of her again. But he only wanted her because he was dying and he did not want to die alone. Right. Like you said. Right. Right. Do not do it because you want to be alone. Yeah, don't want to be alone because you don't want to be alone. Yeah, that's not sure. love. No, absolutely that's, not. That's selfishness. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the most selfish thing ever. And and it's you got to you you know why you don't want to be alone? It's because you fucking hate yourself. That's why you don't be alone. And it, you know what? You start to, if you love yourself, you don't need positive about yourself. People only add value to your life. You don't need them. Okay. And I'm I'm literally about to open up more than I have on any of my social media ever again. My biological father was found three days decomposing in the middle of July in the desert down in Del Rio in a trailer by a wellness check nurse that passed by just to make sure that he was still alive and breathing. This man was bloated, decomposing, and that is how he died. Now, that that sounds horrible, you know, 
but you're looking at the shit that he made my mom go through, my brother and I go through, all the false promises, all this the broken your, promises. This is, this is my dad? biological okay. father. Yeah. His ex-wife did not even want to perform an autopsy. His ex-wife was just so like, he was dying, and he just showed up dead in a car, basically. Is what happened? Well, yeah, pretty much. He was like living in a trailer on his oh, own in wow. the middle of the fucking okay. desert, you know, okay. like that. That's how he died, right? And he and I feel like wow. he knew that was how he was yeah. going to die. Yeah, and he relied on the person that wow. he knew fifteen years prior right. that he knew would not do him dirty. Wow. And if at the end of the day you are thinking that you are saving someone from or, or maybe saving yourself because this person will be at your deathbed. A lot of the times the way that you treat someone will make them be the, will make it yeah. be the reason that they are not at your deathbed, <laughs> right. you For know? Sure. And, yeah. and unfortunately the person that, that he treated that way, mm -hmm. that made sure that he was alone was me. Yeah. No, man. It, you know, look, the thing is this, Fuck. is it, <laughs> it is, is the, it never ceases to amaze me that, that we, like we we have these relationships okay i'm gonna give you a, an example i just opened up so much. no that's awesome i'm glad you did i'm glad you did thank you that's amazing no it's it's, it's amazing yeah you're good no for sure Fast forward again no you're good no no like no that was really 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 Rough, powerful yeah no it it man i've had a lot of bad relationship like in front of my eyes and then i think that that's why yeah you know my mother like i said she she troubled she troubled herself so much into thinking my ex-husband will see me and he will be my savior mm. you know what that's i mean what, yeah. that she never worked on herself for herself and i think that that's why at the end of the day this is how i learned so much from relationships is that I don't want to be that right. person i want to be able to be myself and if a man chooses to leave me or love me for right. who I am, who I've become, who I'm going to be. And he proceeds to take that as a challenge or just accept it. Right. Um, that's who I want to be with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll tell you this. This is super interesting to me because so what what I find is, you know, I've told you, have I ever told you my history of the evolution of the male-female relationship? No, but let me pause. Okay. Stop recording. Because I don't think you're going to be able to get yeah. done with it in two minutes. So. I need to quit drinking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, we uh, I, I didn't tell you all this before, but I have the ability to magically snap my fingers and make pizza up here, mm. which I've done. So it was beautiful. Yeah, you're I welcome, guys. <laughs> uh, so I did that. So we're eating. That's but anyway, the superpower I want. The history of the male-female relationship, there or the evolution of it. So I, I hate to break this to the the those with XX chromosomes in this room, but we are the stronger sex. Okay. So in a world where there are sort of like we have to fight tigers and lions and stuff like that to survive. And bears. Oh right. My. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Men in general are right at the, at the head of the head of that. So in throughout history, essentially, you've got you've got a setup where women are completely dependent. OK. Upon men for survival. And that means that you essentially got to be a wife. All right. What that looks like. Thank you, my dear. It can be different. Like, I don't think that, you know, every, you know, multiple and plural marriages, it means that, you know, when you're calling somebody their wife, it just means you're a woman that's part of their household. You could just be a, you know, whatever you do, you live in that household, that man takes care of you. Okay. 
Now, here's the thing. That system works great. That's a good system with when every man is perfect. When every man is perfect and will perfectly provide and be a perfect man for each one of those women in, in, in that system, it's great. All right. Well, we know that that's just not the case, right? So over time, you've got this pull. You've got women who are pulling away from men. They don't want to be, they don't want to be dependent upon men, rightfully so, right? Because men, you know, for the most part, aren't keeping up their end of the deal in that situation. Okay. Um, so now we, we get to the point where we are a time in history where women have completely, literally completely pulled away from men and are no longer dependent upon men, don't have to be dependent upon men, let's say. And now we can argue this all day and say, okay, they talk about glass ceilings and stuff like that and say, well, how equal are we? But let's just say this, the women, if they want to, for the most part, can take care of themselves these days. Let's just say that, right? Okay. Rightfully so. And for good reason, because for the most part, it's not, it's not a good idea to have to be dependent upon somebody else. I mean, that's sort of, you know, the idea. So now we're in a, we're in a situation where for the first time in history, men and women don't need each other. Okay. For the first time in history, we reach a point where men and women do not need each other. Okay. This is a beautiful thing. This is a beautiful thing because we can all now sort of come into relationships where uh, to, I hate to, man, this is so, this is so meta, meta bad, but I hate to quote Chris Brown in this, but it's like, <laughs> I, you know, it's good to, it's good to have me on your side, but I'm not saying that you need me. Maybe yeah. Drake wrote that part of the song. I don't know, whatever. Um, you know, no guidance. Yeah. It's good to have me on your side, but I'm not saying that you need me. And and I think that, you know, I, I hate to say that romantic comedies don't help, even though I feel like sometimes my life is one big romantic comedy, but like it, this complete me idea. It's like a romantic tragedy. You know, <laughs> romantic tragedy. There you go. There you go. So, but like this idea of you complete me. Okay. Like no one completes you. No one completes you. Legit. No one completes you. You are you. You are a whole individual person that is the worthy Snaps in and of yourself <laughs> in and of Snaps. yourself without the addition of anything in your life. Okay. If you're looking um, at that point, if you're saying you're looking for somebody to complete you, a man or a woman is no, no better than a new Louis Vuitton bag. Like it's really not, it, they're just another thing to add to your life. They're an accessory. No, I mean, you need to be good in and of yourself. You need to always be in a position where that, that relationship adds value. It, it is amazing. It is blissful, but you are fine without it. At the end of the day, you will be just fine without it. I mean, if you're, if you're going into a relationship thinking like, man, I'm so lucky that this person loves me. Like, I cannot believe that this person is with me, you know, like, wow, I, what did I do to deserve this person? And, but you like truly believe that, like you legit believe that like, you're not as good as this person. Okay. Like that is, that's not a good relationship. That's your own ticket to your downfall. Yeah. You need to check yourself. The insecurity. Yeah. hundred percent. If you're having those feelings, like gratitude is one thing, but like feeling like you're not worthy of that person is quite another and feeling like they're doing you a favor or something like, Oh no. You need to own yourself, own your shit, own yourself, be a woman, be a woman and realize that the man wants that woman and you, nothing you have to do. Yes. Nothing you have to do. If you have to do something, you're done out. You're done did kid. If you have to do something, you're done did kid. Seriously. 
you don't do anything except for be yourself. And if you're yourself and he's his self, hopefully, you know, you'll come together and it'll be a beautiful thing. But um, yeah, that's my diatribe on the history of the evolution of the male female relationship and how for the first time in history, men and women don't need each other. We're in a beautiful position to create some awesome relationships. So that's all I'm saying this is where I'm going to, I'm going to jump in really fast, please. So in your own words and Madison, feel free to jump in here too. Mm. What is a slut? Go. Go. Madison. Ah, uh, shoot. I don't like the word slut. Um, I'm one of those women. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because not because I think it's derogatory, but because I think other people think it's derogatory. Um, I mean, to me, a slut is just someone who enjoys the, their sexuality um, mm-hmm. and experiences it either frequently or with multiple partners. But to other people, that ends up being a bad thing. And it's mostly it's because they don't accept that women have their own sexuality and enjoy sex. Um, we, we had a, a porn debacle in our... Um, our office Mm -hmm. and uh, there was a person in my office that questioned me how I knew about a porn site and I was like just sitting here thinking like do you not expect women to have their own sexuality or know about porn or anything like that and I mean that was a little bit of a rabbit trail to the question of what a slut is but um it's I think it's in the word slut is an issue with women not being allowed to own their sexuality yeah. I feel. I feel like. Hold on. I just want to say, man. Go ahead. Good fuck to answer. I mean, I'm just. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Go ahead. And here comes to like another point in what I had. Um, I'm gonna try to make these last couple of minutes our last minutes in this episode. But um, so I kind of still feel like men expect the Martha Stewart on the streets, and then a wanton slut in the sheets. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's supposed to be like you have this facade. Of uh, because I remember when I was married, it was like you can't wear that. You don't look like a mom, and it's like, well, what does a mom look like? You know what I mean? Is it turtlenecks all the time? Mm. Is it pearl necklaces? Mm. Uh, pen intended. Yeah. With, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we just fist bump. But yeah. it's it's you know it's it's this it's this facade that you're putting up, this front that you're putting up for everyone else, and then the only person that's supposed to know who you really are behind closed doors. And I feel like. It is your husband or your spouse or your significant other or whoever it is or yourself, you know, and I feel like kind of, yes, that is how it should be. But at the same time, because I have this podcast, because of my social media, because I have shit that I will probably end up on IMDb, you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) But I'm saying that you're paid for it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. You're going to get to know me up front, unfortunately, and I do keep my personal self off of my social media. A lot of the times what I write is word vomit, you know, thought vomit is what I like to call it. You know, it's just something that I thought of and then I just like add out, you know, I Mm -hmm. tweeted it out and then it it, 40,000 people later, it's, you know, it's, it's growing, it's going. And, um, and it's so crazy to know that 40,000 other people feel the same way, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because these are thoughts that they aren't sharing. These are thoughts that they aren't saying. These are thoughts that they aren't, they think it, but they would never have the gall like I do. Right. (laughs) But then again, I don't know these 40,000 people, so I don't give a fuck. 
Yeah, right, 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 right. And so, but the the person that dates me, the person that gets to know me, they're gonna see the the Ruby that is Ruby, not Ruby May, not mm-hmm. Ruby a slut with morals. Right. They're gonna get to know the Ruby. So, am I wearing a Martha Stewart right now? Probably mm-hmm. not. You know, man, or. Maybe I'm currently Martha Stewart and I'm wearing lingerie under really my Hey, and we know neck. Martha Stewart went to prison. She wasn't what people she think they got Martha Stewart from. Exactly. Yeah, so. you know Martha, Martha Stewart shanked a bitch. You know she did. <laughs> you know she did. <laughs> Love it. I mean, just the thought of her shanking someone like makes me no, really happy. Because it's, like, it's probably like know, all that pent up oh, energy. And you know it's a gorgeous shank too. It's like it's like yeah. here's how you make a shank. You know, like, <laughs> I wish they would have had that episode. Yeah. Next on Martha Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Stuart living or what was it called? Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. Um, yeah. No, for sure. So I'm going to chime in real fast on the mm-hmm. slut question. So men are, cause men, and I want to get back to, I, I mentioned this. So here's the thing about women. I'm going to tell you that, that this happens. And if you don't realize it does, please do. But women will, uh, men, men do a lot to define women. Okay. Women have largely for throughout history been defined by men, women's role and everything for the most part, society, marriage, whatever, has been defined by men, okay? Not by women. So what, what men do is they define things. They use terms like slut, okay? They use, uh, you know, even though... Stupid. Even though, even though every man, every man has this, I swear to God, this like sort of background frustration that women don't freely just like, you can't just walk up to a woman and give her five bucks and she fucks you. I mean, like legit, <laughs> it's fucking weird. But anyway... I'm just kidding. I don't do any of that. But, um, $5. But yeah, a little five bucks, whatever. Anyway, a loaf of bread. but like it's, it's, it's this view of that women have something that I want, right? Like that I don't think women, I don't think that women view men that way. All right. And, and it's this whole nother layer, you know, on things, but you know, women, men define women certain ways and then women fucking compete over those things. They like call each other. They use those terms. They call each other slut. Slut is a, is a male term, a male term that, that, that is used to shame women and women then use it to shame themselves. And man, stop doing that stuff. All right. So let's one, one example. There's others, you know, I'm sure we can think of them, but so for me, so the, the idea of a slut is just somebody that has had multiple partners, right? Like somebody that, that, that probably views sex differently than say that, that I, you know, what did we call it? We talked about this homo or not homo sapien. <laughs> what the fuck was it? It is. Sap- homo. No, it's, it's a, uh, we were talking about like having sex, having to connect with somebody on a, on a more oh, um, emotional I, I, level. I was talking about you're you're probably a demisexual, right? Which right. is you have to be more emotionally connected to right, someone, right? I'm more of a sapiosexual, which yes. I have to be connected to someone intellectually because yeah. had had I when I was younger understood that I was a sexual a sapiosexual, I would I would have learned to read cues more, and mm. I would have learned to or or I would have opened my eyes as to what a man is really trying to tell you. Um, because, and here's the thing, uh, loose lips sink ships, but also you have to learn how to read between the lines because if you don't, whatever is getting in through the lines, it's what's also going to sink the ship. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's the floorboards and all of that shit, whatever makes the ship. I don't know. Right. But, um, if you are not picking up on the cues, if you are not picking up on the subtle body language, if you're not picking up on you know, when you get near a man and he kind of gets away from you sometimes or mm-hmm. he leans back when you're trying to move forward. Th- these are the things that can actually save you from that sinking ship. You know what I mean? You're 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 putting yourself out there and 
if you're not willing or you're not wanting to open up your eyes and then you go and you cry to your best friends and you're eating 17 gallons of ice cream and you're like, why didn't he want me? Well, Mm -hmm. honey, he showed you, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you know, or she showed you Mm -hmm. or whenever you came upon me a little bit too aggressively and I leaned back, you know, or whenever you would talk, I would interrupt. Hey, that already is telling you, I don't give a fuck what the fuck's coming out of your mouth. I'm here for the dick, nothing else, nothing but the dick. So help me God, since you guys are lawyers. <laughs> right, right, um, right. I'm here for the dick, the yeah. true dick and nothing about the dick. Your, so honor. Me, your honor, she said she's here for the dick. I swear to you, she did. Let the court know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the jury, this woman loves dick. I just want to point that out. Uh, okay. As a witness, yes. Um, no, but I'm, but I'm serious. You know, it, it, it's literally all about body language. And right. if, if I had understood back then that I was more intellectually aroused by men than, you know, whatever. Because sometimes I could be having a conversation with a woman and I'm looking at her and I'm just like, please shut up because mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care that you mm-hmm. got ready in an hour and a half. <laughs> I do not care what kind of lipstick you chose. I oh my God, but I, I like, I don't, don't care? care about the oh. brand of the wand that you used oh. beforehand. I just, I don't care. <laughs> You're very beautiful, but I don't care. Now, if I, as a woman, am feeling that way towards you, what is the man that you're here with feeling? You, you're, I mean, bro, like, like, this is the thing, like, Women need to understand that, that, oh God, this is so good. Like, so, so there are women things, like I said, I, I told you this earlier, Ruby, if I, I'm not talking, if you and I aren't talking about your period after the second time, oh, I, we're not friends, we can't be friends. Like I'm just that way with women. Like I, I'm very open with them. I want them to be open with me. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I give zero fucks. So uh, no, but it's, it's like, there are certain things that I just don't, I don't care about. Like, I don't, I mean, I just don't, I don't care about like your, the new mascara you got, like, babe, it looks great. I'm going to, I'm going to validate you that it looks awesome, but like, I don't need to know yeah. that it has this, this, or this, or this. And I don't want to, I don't care about the new Pottery Barn catalog either. My, I, I just don't, like, it's not my cup of tea. My best friend and I literally, the reason that she and I and are best okay. friends, our second conversation, second out of how many nights I had ever met her, but our second real conversation was about how often we shaved our buttholes. For sure, that is the shit I want to know. Like, yeah. You and I talked like, about before, before we started reporting, like that we would have this drink. It was like a margarita salt yeah. thing with with butt, <laughs> with hair in it. That was like butthole hair, right? And we're we would, talking about eating ass. Yeah, and it, uh, and it, it was ass like, flavor. Yeah, vodka. it was like a drink. It was like a drink. A butthole. ass flavored vodka. Yeah, it was a butthole. And a margarita. Yeah, yeah, and it was okay. like a margarita with with how you have salts around it, but you have butthole hair, like in one of those, like, one of those okay. things. You I'll like, take a I'll take a job. butthole. Yeah. Uh, with extra hair. I have five then... raging buttholes. <laughs> yeah. Five raging yeah. buttholes, extra hair. Like, all right, guys, we need some more hair down here. And super you know, angry assholes. Right. Yeah. But... There you go. Yeah. So, and that's when you light them on fire and the butt hair singes. Right. And it's like, oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> damn. God damn it. Oh. oh. And I don't gag. <laughs> oh. I have a time today. I'm sorry, guys. But I'm telling you, you know, like, that's that's the shit I care about. Right. Whether intellectually, that's, right. that's great. You know right. what I mean? For sure. You, but you went to college, beautiful. Right. But if you and I can't, can't, <laughs> we're not on the same level. Right. Don't pretend we're on the same right. level, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Now, her roommate and I, I think the first conversation we ever had was about her hair and 
I don't even remember her roommate's name anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Like that that's that's how it is. Right. But um but that's a good one. Yeah. That's good. I don't I don't even know what you call that, but it's like it's like this this I, I'm the same way. I'm very picky about I mean my I need to spend my time with a lot of different people and I, I've got to choose my kind of people wisely and and um man boy stuff like I don't have any time for just vapid bullshit. Yeah. Like I don't give two fucks about like I mean I, I hate to say this, but like I to me, dude, bruh, like this is how I feel. If you're living in a big ass I, I've worked with enough homeless people and have enough and, and have been enough missions to third world countries to tell you that if you're living in a big enough house, like that there is you need to like it just angers me okay all right like people need to realize that like there are people out there that don't have fucking shit like that don't have jack shit and your vapid ass stuff that your first world fucking problems that you're worried about like that's legit man think about your first world problems think about your those you should really be saying that like when you when you say that's a first world problem it's a first world problem like i'm not saying you get we all got to be saint francis of cc i'm just saying like Let's check our privilege. And I want to talk about privilege at some point, but I want to let's check our privilege and realize that like maybe we need to not be talking about like what hair, what conditioner or I don't know what the fuck, whatever. You know, I, I hate to say that women's stuff is trivial, but I'm just saying men have the same stuff. Yeah. Like sports. I mean, what the fuck? Who gives yeah. really two fucks? My degree at the University of Texas was not worth any more if they win the national championship than if I mean it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, no, no, it is. In well, Texas, maybe. Maybe in Texas is worth a little bit more, but no, seriously, like there's there are some things that we really need to. We we do we need to stop, and and God will smack us in the face, man, or smack or kick you in the nuts, whatever you want to have you want to do it, kick you in the both, kick you in the cunt. I bet that wouldn't feel good. Mm. I don't have one. It actually hurts yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, our clit is still there, right? Yeah, for sure. Like there. there's for sure. layering, but I mean, you know, right. I mean, there's labia. I got you. A little bit past it. Yeah, yeah. So same idea. Yeah. So yeah, no, no kicking in the crotch. So, you know, God will kick you in the crotch sometime to get your attention as to what's important in life. But, um, I do want to say, I want to talk real quickly about privilege. So privilege is something that, so I'm, I want to, I want to state for the record that I'm a white male at age 43 years old. I live what? in the, the, huh? I thought you were like 38. No, I'm 40. I'm actually 83. I don't tell people. I, <laughs> I Amazing. Yeah. It's a big anyway, secret. <laughs> 43 years old, um, at Meek Esquire on, uh, ESQ on, on the Instagrams. But anyway, uh, I am, I am, a, I'm a white male. I am an apex predator, middle-aged white male, uh, an apex predator in the society. What I mean by that is, is that I fear nothing in no one. I mean, really for the most part in, in this society, I don't, I'm not really concerned about the police fucking with me. I'm not, I mean, I'm a lawyer uh, and you know, I, I make a you know, middle to middle high income or whatever. What is it now? The middle Middle class, high, higher middle class, whatever. Anyway, upper middle class. Upper middle class, and I happen to live in the whitest county, probably the whitest, most conservative county in the state of, of a very white conservative state. So, I'm like sort of up there when it comes to to who's got privilege in this country, and I, I don't understand. I've never understood the pushback on 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 like why people are think that that's a bad thing to say that I have privilege. All right. Well, all that means is that there are people in society that are more vulnerable than you are, and you have to realize this. All you white middle-aged men or whatever men with men with influence whatever if if you have influence like it is up to you to look out for the most vulnerable people in society okay all right and and for men i hate to say this 
women are more are just they are women are in a more, more vulnerable position than than men and that that is because of men it's because of bad men you do not know if you're a man what it is like to bad have men. to i like that to have to dodge have to go the other way because you see in a man coming towards you in a dark alley like men don't don't generally have to worry about that stuff oh, right not just that but it's like parking under the street light yeah when you go to the store after or dark a parking garage that has a stairwell i was told that that is where the most often rapes happen for sure no i was you know since i was a kid my mom always said check the back seat before you get into yeah. the car not only that but make sure that you park where there's a curb under the light so that nobody can come out from under the car slash uh, you in the back of right. the ankles and then proceed to take you. I right. mean, imagine growing up like that. Yeah. Right. Imagine having to put your clothes on because your uncles or your grandpa or whoever is over visiting. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so what, what that means is, is, that, is that you have the privilege of living in society without as many fears as other people have. And the fact of the matter is the more fear you live with in life, the more that robs you of a fulfilling life. It just does. And it robs you of just psychic energy, everything. Because you're having to look, you have to watch out for your own back. I mean, you're having to worry. You're having to worry about things that, that me as a, that I as a, as a white man, I, I have nothing. I mean, I have zero worries about these things, okay? Like, they, I can't even fathom. And I need to, white men need to get out there. I and mean, we need to empathize. You need to, you need to realize that there are people that live, and I'm just talking about women in general. Now, we can pare down to the most minorities and minorities and oppressed, most vulnerable people in society, the children, whatever you want to look at. But- my clarion call to all men out there is to say, look, you need to realize that any woman in your life, okay, is you hold that beautiful soul in your hands in a very, very vulnerable place. And you have the opportunity to hold space for that person, okay, to create a safe space for them to rely on you for things that they might need that you as a man can provide, okay? And that doesn't mean a dick, all right? That means like service things, protection, whatever, a, a, a listening ear, you know, love, service, all right? Service, 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 service. Serve the women in your life, men. Seriously, serve the women in your life. Realize that they are vulnerable. They are not helpless, but they are vulnerable, okay? And that's why it's important to hold space. Men have the tendency to want to micromanage holding space. And all holding space just means is, is you let the women in your life you're, the, you're, you're, you're there, you're there as a fence, you're there to say, look, I'm here for you whenever you need me, no strings attached, whatever you want, talk to me, I'm here to add value to your life, all right? It's not about what you can get from them or anything like that, all right? You as a man, you're in a, you're in a place to provide, to provide peace of mind to people that are more vulnerable than you are, okay? It's as simple as that, and it's, it's about... And it's about recognizing that and seeing women and, and, you know, seeing that, look, man, you can't, you can't fucking be with a woman for seven years, ask her to not work, decide you want to go off with another woman and just leave her in the lurch and not expect to have to pick up the pieces. Okay. Like you cannot do that shit. Men do not do those things. Those are, that's a boy thing to do. Uh, men do not break the hearts of those they have in their care, okay? Boys do that. Boys know, know how to handle women's hearts, okay? Women, find yourselves men. Find yourselves men that know how to how to relate to you, how to handle you, how to be with it. Look, I'll tell you the second, you, you'll know it. 
you'll know it whenever a man speaks and you're like, look, wow. All right. I, I'm not a really a generally big fan of men, but that guy kind of seems like he knows what he's talking about or whatever. So like he feels sexual. That's when I fuck Yeah. Him. There you go. Exactly. You. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Like respect. Cause, cause here's the other thing too. We haven't talked about respect yet about no, how, we, we how little we respect yeah. the sexes respect one another, but you know, um, because men are trash. Is that, is that, is that life? <laughs> well, so, yeah, to be fair, some. Yeah. I'm, but I'm also like a men's mental health advocate. Like, yeah. I don't know oh, if he's ever. Yeah. I don't know. So and, and you're fine. Yeah. That, that, not, not offended at all. Right. Because the men that I've dated, some of them have been trash. Right. You know, some of them, unfortunately. And there's some trash, been, trash women, too, for absolutely. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. 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 Shitty people. <laughs> there's Seriously, shitty people. Yeah. yeah. Shitty yeah. people. Yeah. There's. Yeah. No gender class. Yeah. All to be genders. fair, I'm, I'm going to be fair, though. I'm going to say this as a man. Like there are I, I I do find to be like on average, like in terms of like what I would consider a good person, probably the, the women I meet on average are better people than the men that I meet. To be fair, oh, yeah. like just as like like people that I would say I could rely on or something like that, you know. It's interesting. That's anecdotal, though. That's just anecdotal. But that's not to say that you know men are trash. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, and and but yes, you. By the way, and speaking as someone who was in a uh, a very abusive relationship with wife 1.0, like men's like mental health issues is a big deal, and and men are are definitely taught to not not be in touch with their emotions, to not not really to go there with things, and. Um, there is a there is a brand of ma- of men or a brand of masculinity or a thing that can happen to men with with certain women that that will really like break their spirit and really fuck them up. And I will tell you, maybe maybe Ruby, we need to like just have a whole thing on narcissists, okay? Oh, absolutely. Because nar- because it all it uh, my deal was narcissistic abuse, and and I think that that comes in all shapes and forms, and it you know. Females do it differently than males, but it all kind of looks the same. So, and it, and it's crazy too because like my ex husband, by definition, a lot of people would look at him there. They would hear the stories and they would be like, "Dude, you are married to a piece of shit." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it also took me a lot of like my own psychological trauma and stuff that I'm still healing from, and yet I am still allowing men to be themselves around me because right. I have never. If I learned anything from my ex husband, is I wish he would have allowed himself to talk more to to allow himself to trust me enough to open up because i feel like that would have saved us right. a lot you know but in the hispanic heritage shut your fucking mouth right right chin up right so women don't care, yeah right. women don't care about your feelings right. or you know men feel like women are going to hold against Right. them whatever you tell them you right. know and and that was that was never me like i never did that that was never my intention you right. know I, and i hope that he never felt that way towards me you know sure but wow if and here's the thing women a, a, a way that you can tell a man that you actually are really interested in what he has to say ask him twice ask him twice mm-hmm. lee how was your day oh, man I, I got to hang out with this wonderful friend of mine named Ruby. She is fucking amazing. We got to do this podcast and had so much fun. <laughs> right. Okay. So great. now I'm, I'm interrupting, right? And say Madison and I are now having a yeah, conversation, yeah. but you trailed off or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I'm, I'm like, oh, bros. I, I'm so sorry, Lee. You know what? Hey, um, bro. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But now I'm yeah. like, hey, you know what? I'm so sorry. We disconnected. Yes. Um, what were you telling me? Oh, yeah. No. And see, and I, and I immediately there. think that person cares. That person there. cares enough to come back. She there. cares about my day. She wasn't just asking me that as no. a formality. 
I was and listening. Scene. Unfortunately, we got interrupted yes. or the kids happened right. or someone needed help with homework or oh, dinner shit. was ready or this or that. You know what I mean? But now I'm actually telling him, hey, I, I'm so sorry that we got interrupted. Oh. I actually do give a fuck. Oh, I got to right? this real fast. So, <laughs> it work? Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> so... Oh my God, I'm so happy. Like my BFF, Avery. His daughter. Yeah, my daughter. So it turns out, guys, I thought that shit had hit the fan because I've got, I look over my phone. I'm like recording this podcast about, you know, talking about what anal and whatever debauchery. And Beautiful. I look over and I've got 14,000 missed calls from my, uh, my ex's husband. My, um, I guess my children's stepfather. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, WTF. Like not good. Generally speaking, not a good sign. So I, I, you heard me awkwardly leave the room. Well, turns out no bigs. My daughter. Bigs. No biggies. No it was a big deal, but no biggie, no biggie, like no bad thing. Very joyous day. The state in history, the date, February 12th, 2021. My daughter, Avery got her first boyfriend or, or the first, what she said. She said the, the way that the kids say it these days is, uh, they asked, she, he asked her out, which I guess back in my day, you said, would you go with me? Like you would say, hey, Ruby, here's the deal. I don't really fucking know you, but I feel like I'm supposed to go with somebody. Will you go with me? Yeah, why not? Okay. And now we're okay. together. Well, in my day, um, yes. everyone would be like, well, where are y'all going? And not, that was the most annoying no. question. And it's like, oh my God, you know what we mean. We mean yeah. that we are not actually doing <laughs> anything except technically by name only in a relationship. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God. And we're going to get jealous if someone else. <laughs> and my, you just started holding hands in the hallway. I mean, and it's then like, everyone knew you were together. <laughs> can, can we talk about this, by the way? Can yeah. we talk about this real fast about the forcing people into relationships at way too early of a fucking age? Like, seriously, do not. This is border. I, I did it with my daughter in this. And I don't, I'm not glad. I'm not, I'm not proud. All right. You, you, you have a little boy. You got a daughter. There's a little boy, roughly the same age. That's her first boyfriend. Why did, don't start doing that. That's like not good. Seriously. Do not do that shit with your like year old kids, two year old kids or whatever, where it's like, Oh, their first little boyfriend or whatever. It, that is not, it teaches, first of all, they're, it's inappropriate. Number one, it's not, that's not the relationship they have. And we, in words have meanings. And if we're going to use words like boyfriend, girlfriend, they mean something. Okay. If you want to say whatever, anyway, but it also just forces people into, I really do. I think people just get into relationships and you have no business being in relationships. And mm -hmm. it, force, it reinforces this idea that I am not, something is wrong with me if I'm not in a relationship. All right. Yeah. Something is wrong with me if I'm single. Like, no, just be picky, have high standards. How about that? And Sometimes that, I think people are wrong when all they do is just get in a relationship after relationship after relationship. Right. Like they have no breaks in between. Right. Like, are you not okay being alone? Do you yes. not like yourself? Right. What's wrong with you? Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's why we have friends. Make friends. Make friends you can hang out with. But you be able to sleep by yourself at night. It's Bingo. actually nice having a big bed by yourself. Yeah. Oh, I sleep diagonally. Yeah. Man, yeah. Like a sexy burrito. There you go. Uh, do not move me. Do just want to squeeze that sauce right out. That's yeah. Awesome. Or like a sexy starfish sometimes. I love just that too. It's good. Yeah. You um, start climbing up the side of like the walls at night. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I wake up above my bed. Um, but. Yeah, <laughs> Let me some drink. More vodka. Beautiful. Um, so 
Lee, you and I were actually having a conversation in the in the car. In the car, yeah. While you were, we were going driving around, um, getting pizza. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you said something about strong women. Oh, yeah, that was okay. Yeah, you you're good. I think yours is right. No, it is. I was just seeing if if you need any more. So, um, no, I'm still. Yeah, I'm strong women. Yeah. Strong women and um, and and intimidation, sexual intimidation. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling you, you know, like I, younger men do seem to be intimidated by women, um, yeah. strong women, strong women, yeah. strong women in, in bed. Right. Um, and sometimes it can be a turn off. Sometimes it can be a turn, turn on. on. Right. Um, and they're, you know, a lot of the times older men are the ones that know how to Know their way around a VJ like a uh, guy now. Well, also a strong woman yeah. and like how to. Handle Handler. it. No. Yeah. No, it takes skill. It takes skill. Yes. Just saying. But there are men out you gotta there. Handle men too. You yeah. Gotta handle men that sure. seek out dominant women. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. And I've had younger men seek me out because yes. I am dominant. Um. And I've just like I've had older yes. men seek me out I, because I'm dominant. Before we get into this, I want to say this real fast. I want everyone to listen up to what Ruby's about to talk about because I will tell you this is an area that I did not have much experience in that. That I once I kind of realize what's going on, it's actually a very beautiful thing that highlights trust. Okay, so go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and and I started telling you, you know, that a lot of the times it's it's these younger men that you know, I they are they are literally putting their sexual life in my hands. Right. They are trusting me so much. And a lot of people don't understand that in the BDSM community, or you have your dominant and your sub, your DS community, um, that these men or these females, right? The dominant really does not have the upper hand. Now to hurt you, to punish you, to give you the pleasure and the pain. Yes, right. we do. But the sub is the one that holds all the power because with one word, you start it. With one word, you finish it. Thankfully, I've never had anyone have to use a safe word with me. Right. Um, but even during the process of the act, I am still asking for consent. Mm -hmm. I am still asking, are you okay with this? Does this feel all right? You know, um, do you want it harder? Do you want it softer? Right. Are you okay? You know, because the whole time, not only do I want them to, to have that pleasure and that pain, but they are literally trusting me right. with that threshold, right. you know, to, to mix them together. And as soon as a safe word is pressed or close to being said, or I know to pull back the reins. I know right. on myself, right? Because I can get mean, mm -hmm. just like a dominant can get mean, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But that is where all of the trust there lies because mm -hmm. I am trusting you enough to tell me when to stop. Right. And you are trusting me enough mm -hmm. to keep going. And you're trusting yourself enough to do the right thing. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to read body language, right. to understand when an ouch is a is a pleasurable ouch right. or a, you know, mm -hmm. or a gasp or anything like that. It is, there are so many things that you can do that are good and there are so many things that you can do that are wrong. Right. You know, and a lot of the times in the mix, you can definitely go past the line. Mm -hmm. So sexually... I think, you know, I've, I've never thankfully fallen in love with a, with a sub. I've yeah. never fallen in love with a dominant. Um, and, and that's just because like, I know that what we're here for, mm -hmm. 
Right. So I fell in love with a sub before he became a sub. Um, so, I mean, I have a little bit of experience in that. Okay. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah. No, um, dude. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, this, this, is, this is a this safe is place. Yeah. Yeah, this is the safest place in the world, seriously. Yeah, no, I mean, it was just, we started, like, tinkering with our sex life. After we sort of cut things off, he came back to me because he just thought that I would be the person to do this with. And it really strengthened our trust. And we still, like, I mean, he's the one that I fly up to Oregon to see. Because he flies me up because I'm the only person he trusts to do the right kind of stuff. And... We are not together, but and I do love the crap out of him, but um, yeah, so I mean, I've fallen in love with a sub. <laughs> why did I? So it's so, I'm gonna tell you, this is so weird. I, when you told me about this relationship, I was like, I don't know why 50 Shades of Grey like popped into my head. Like, that was the it's first, the area, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just like, yeah, I was just like, okay, it sounds all right, okay, that's yeah. awesome. But in this one, you wear the suit. Yes. Yeah. 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 But you're the other way around. Gray. You're the one yeah. with the red. Yeah. The red the way around. Yeah. 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 I was the one with the whips and the right. chains and the red yeah. room. Yeah. And and even yeah. now, I mean, I still have uh, former partners and partners, you know, that will hit me up because we can go months without speaking, but because they have trusted me enough, I'm the one that comes to mind because right. yeah. they trusted me enough to do these things right. for them. And and I say for them because that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what you're doing? Okay, let's talk about this. And I think maybe we can wrap up on this because this is what really, I know Ruby, you and I talked about. We really think the most important thing is, and it's safe places, okay? Yeah. Because what are you doing when you're when you're doing that? You're, you're creating a safe place for one another to safe explore. Safe place, safe space. Right, yeah. safe place, safe place. Safe place, safe space. <laughs> anyway, but, but I mean, that's what we need. I, I will tell you this, and I'm speaking again, because I, I am the, like, I am a, and here's the deal. Like, I'm a guy who generally, like, identifies as Republican. Like, I, I am a conservative guy. And now I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but whatever. Uh, like, I, I am not a, I'm not a liberal guy. All right. But let me tell you this. I hear a lot of making fun of this notion of safe places, like, eh, yeah, snowflake thing or whatever the fuck. Right. Here's the thing. Our world is a really, really, really hard place. It's a very hard place full of a lot of trauma. And I'm sorry if you have not gone through trauma in your life. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Actually, yes, I am. I'm sorry if you haven't gone through trauma in your life because you probably haven't learned the lessons you're supposed to learn. And you probably at some point will get hit with it pretty fucking bad. Definitely makes you stronger. All right. So, but realize this, you're in the minority, okay? Like they're the vast majority of people in this world suffer trauma on a daily basis fucking basis okay and need safe places they need a place to talk they need someone to talk to they need a place to eat they need a place where they will not get raped okay they will need a place where they will not get beat up and have all of their things taken from them I'm talking about homeless people like they they're there we are in we are in such need of safe places in this world safe workplaces okay workplaces that are safe homes that are safe like there are this world is a dang, is literally a dangerous place for for the vast majority of the people that live in it. Realize this, white 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 men. Okay, seriously, it is. And and, and seriously, if you ever want go go on a mission, go to a third world country, go go help people that have jack shit, and you'll see how lucky you have, how good you have it, and how it, for the vast majority of the people in this world, life is a fucking struggle. Okay, and they need help. People need help. People need love. That's all we got to do. Help people. Help one another. Be kind to one another. You know. But it's up to us. I'm speaking to this 
the white guys out there, the, 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 the rich, the, the, you know, the, the sort of the patriarchy, it's up to us to sort of change things, to make things safer for the people who are not as privileged as we are. I also have to, in, in the BDSM community, this is where after, uh, Madison, you'll understand this, the aftercare aspect yeah. of sex with your sub or your dominant is aftercare, which is after everything is said and done, you clean up your sub or, you know, you help clean up your dom. Um, and then there is cuddling, there is feeding them, there is making sure that everything that happened, that just happened, you are okay with and you say thank you for trusting me with your body. Thank you um, for loving what gratitude. I did for there's you. Gratitude. Yeah, there's there's yeah. gratitude and right. there's there's and people don't even understand this, but bathing your sub, yeah, making sure that they're fed right, all of this aftercare that you do, there's not even that in a marriage. Yeah. No, God there's no. there's you fuck, you nut, and you turn over yeah. and then you're you know, you fall asleep. Right. And yet that is why a lot of these people they end up craving their ex dominant or their ex sub because they have that. Right. You know? Right. Yep. Versus in a relationship or in a marriage, they don't have that or they lose sight of that. And then there's right. no more cuddling. There's no more feeding each other. Or there's afterwards. all sorts there's, of fucked up gross like feelings associated with that. Absolutely. You know I mean? Because yeah. a lot of the time it's like, it's like guilt well, or it's, yeah. You paid the rent. So right. I exactly. I owe you right. sex now. Right. And um, here it is. Right. And then they fall asleep and right. then you're, literally hating yourself right you right know? exactly yeah um, you feel like you have you basically like a war exactly yeah. like yeah. you felt like a prostitute just now right. because they provide a roof over you right. so the safe space that lee is talking about yes it, it does happen in the bedroom yes it does happen in the workspace yes it does happen in a fucking hospital or what have you you yeah. know it, it, it's you feeling good about yourself even if it's just on your car ride home um yep. That, that is just so important just for the psyche of a human that is facing trauma or has yeah. <laughs> uh, trauma. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's a lot of the times why people rely so much on their dominant is because they, they have that support system because it's talk to me about your day while I'm bathing you. Talk right. to me about your day while, you know, um, why are you so uh, stressed out? You know, right. I'm here to take that that load off of you, mm -hmm. literally, you know, like literally. I'm, I'm going to take a burden off. And so, yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. so, and sometimes people forget that they're stressed out while they have that pain going right. on, you know, because it's this different pain that's getting you away from this other pain yeah. that you're going through. So when people don't understand the BDS, BDSM community or they don't understand why someone would have mixed, you know, pain with sex, it's like, well, it's not, it goes deeper than that, right. but you really don't want to freak them out while you talk about it. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's, you kind of just keep to yourself. And if you don't understand it, that's why there's so many fake doms and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, well you do what I say because I'm dominant. It's like, no, you aren't. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I'll be a hundred percent with you. Like that is, a, that is something that I have like, like that I, I can't even sort of like even get into enough, I guess kind of, I would say I know enough to know what I don't know about it, but it's something that has never interested me or yeah. something that is. Like, you know, I've slapped my wife on the ass pretty hard, doggy style, I guess. I shouldn't, that's TMI. Yeah. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is probably about as bad as it gets. Like, maybe pull her hair a little bit. But in any event, uh, like, 
but this is like a whole nother level, different type of relationship thing. Sorry, I just like remember the last thing I did to a man and I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. The face I'm making right now is just like, right. if only you knew. Right, if exactly. Only you knew. Right, precisely. So, so like, I mean, here's the thing is that I didn't know squat about it until literally probably an hour ago when we were driving around. And, and this isn't a lesson to everyone to keep an open mind about things because I didn't, I, I didn't know anything about it, but I was, I had an open mind to listen and hear and learn and realize, holy shit, this is a beautiful thing. This is kind of a cool thing. This is kind of a therapeutic thing that people do. Never had any idea, never had any clue, you know, seriously. Yeah. So the more, you know, yeah. you know, rainbow. This is a very special, this is a very special Slut with Morals podcast. Yeah, it is. You know, Absolutely. For Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. You guys, yes. by the way, if you are single, go out, fucking mingle, have some Pringles. For sure. Some more rhyming yeah. words. Just Sing a jingle. Mask. Wear a mask. Yeah. Wear a mask. Wash your hands so we can all be heathens yeah. again. Um, that's literally what I say at the end of every podcast. I love um, it. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, wear a mask, wash your hands so we can all be heathens again. Yes. Um, but, Lee, if you're ready. Yes. You're good? I'm good. Madison? I'm good. Madison, man, yeah, thank you for being here, Madison. Thank you so much for, for speaking up. I Look, this is a thing I love. I love life, man. Like you learn, you do you just learn shit new every day. Madison, I've known her for a while. Had no clue about any of this. I, I'm not, you know, it's just, it's, it's not, I and mean, it's something that is like badass. Like I had no idea, but it just, it, and it, and it adds to who she is as a person for me. You know, seriously, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta give myself a phone call. Um, <laughs> anyway, you guys, thank you, you for listening. All right. Oh. Yeah. Um, once again, happy Valentine's Day, you guys. Thank you yeah. so much for listening. Uh, you can follow my Instagram at a slut with morals, all one word. My Twitter at Ruby May nineteen ninety three. Facebook, once again, a slut with morals. If you want to follow me on TikTok, it's a slut with morals podcast. Lee, give your info. Yes, so uh, Lee Winkleman. I am an attorney uh, in the Woodlands, Texas. My law firm is Hopkins Centric Winkleman and Drucker. That's HopkinsCentric.com. We do basically look if you're if you're in a crisis if you're in a business and you got a crisis give us a call we could probably help you out and if you have an OnlyFans that your employer has found out about and punished you for yes. give Lee a call yes or if someone has leaked your OnlyFans pictures you can give me a call I'll help you out no listen uh, it was my pleasure at winkesq.com like Esquire so it's at w i n k e s q dot com and on uh, that's on instagram and then i don't really do twitter and that's a hopkinscentric.com is a law firm okay mm -hmm. cool all right and madison all right uh pretty much the only way you can follow me is on instagram and i'm just at madison hubs so that's it's, it and madison with one d and hubs with two b's nice i like it and mm -hmm. once again lee's instagram is wink esq um e is in edward s is in sam q is in right quink Q is in queen, and it's not queen. like your typical lawyer Instagram either. You're not. You, he's shirtless on all yeah, of it. Yeah, so. shirtless in a lot, ladies. He is shirtless in a lot of. You'll want to follow. Shirtless and so. hairy. It's beautiful. All right. Once again. Thank you. Wash your hands. Wear a you. face mask so that we can all be heathens again. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of A Slut with Morals. Bye. Bye. Bye.